You know those movies that I used to really love and still do to this day that mix comedy and real life? Man, those are the best. And one of my favorite actors who has never failed to have me laughing so hard that I almost, yep, you guessed it, could shoot coke through my nose. I'll tell you what, folks, when I drink a soft drink and he has me laughing that hard, who hasn't done that? Especially if you're in grade school and that milk came out of it. That's really gross. But hey, welcome to Live a Life by Design. I'm Jimmy Williams with my co-host, Lori Few. Hi, Lori. Good morning. I I have actually, I I just side note, because I know uh, the listeners are so invested um, in our daily adventures here. I have had coke shoot out my nose. Complete accident. (laughs) It's not a mystery of life. It just happens. No, it just <laughs> happens. And it is not. It's not pretty. I got to tell you, if there's one comedian that can do that for you, <laughs> folks, we're talking about him today, Jim Carrey from Canada. Now, he is a, a gentleman that lived in his car for a while. His family was destitute for a while. And he wrote himself a check, Lori. I don't know if you've read his story. He wrote himself a check one day that he wrote the check to himself for $20 million and he kept it folded up in his billfold. He kept it all these years. I mean, years and years he tried to get into, uh, you know, movies and comedy on Saturday night live or whatever it was. And, and then finally one day came and he opened up that old, just permanent crease check and he unfolded it and he set it on the table and he took it to his bank he literally had more than $20 million available. The guy's worth you know hundreds of millions of dollars today. And he got it because he said he just wanted to make a living having people laugh. He said that his, his childhood was so tough. He had this laughter within him. That sustained him through the difficult times. So I'm going to tell you about a movie, Lori, that I really love of his. And it was called The Mask. You recall the movie? I do. I do. Good movie. Yeah, where we got the line smoking, I think was yeah. what he talked to, talked to that yes. character, the female character. So, you know, one of the things about the mask that I really focused on when I was watching it this last time, which was, I think, like time, I don't know, 30. I've watched it a lot. And I noticed that he'd be able to have a facial feature or a gesture or even an outward appearance, depending on who he was with, of a different form. He had all these different masks. Hence the reason he put this green mask on, he became somebody different, right? And so I said to myself, don't we in real life really wear certain masks at certain times? What's your thoughts, Lori? You know, it's interesting that the conversation, when you when you talk about masks, that it reverts back to uh, Jim Carrey and his character. Um, I do recall the movie, and I just remember thinking, this guy is absolutely hysterical and what a fun guy he must be to work with. But to be able to pull off all those characters, you know, in a 90 minute movie, it's very poignant that you mentioned that topic this morning, because we all walk through life wearing so many different masks at different times. And some of us may be a mask that we don't wear for a long period of time. Some that we wear a lot, some that we, uh, you know, recycle. Uh, it, it when you're going through a certain period of, of joy or sadness or sorrow or triumph. So uh, I love the correlation. I highly recommend the movie. If you haven't seen it, um, I was 14 when it came out. Just just throwing that out there. Folks, we can do the math. She's still 29. <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> just so everyone, you know, you remember, I, I'm still in my mind. I'm very young, but... 
Absolutely. So, so this mask feature, you know, one thing I could come up with to me, Lori, it's it's like when you see someone uh, at work, for example, you might see a different person at work than, say, if you were to see them out in public at a more informal setting, let's say, you know. Uh, and then sometimes you see people different on, oh, I don't mean to be judgmental, but on Sunday that are different than they are the other six days. And I'm not saying that for this religious you know, overtones. I'm just saying that's just how people are. And why the nature. It, yeah, why do you think we wear these different masks? What's, what's the purpose of it for us as humans? Well, I think that probably, you know, uh, we talk about human nature. We talk about animal nature. So we probably wear a mask certain certain times like um makes me think like an animal you wear the mask of hunting and fighting and flight and when you're scared and when you're anxious and when you're excited and when you're doing all these different emotions i i tie masks to kind of like an emotional pendulum if you will the you know just different phases of life uh, you know I, it, it's it's interesting i mean this whole topic is is kind of if you think about it you could talk for days on it because i think as People, we learn from the way we are raised, and then we learn from our parents, and we learn from our grandparents, and then as we get older, we learn in social settings and places like schools and churches and um, activities that we're a part of. And then when we become old enough to have jobs, we wear a different set, you know, a different mask because it's a different setting. So I think depending on what setting you're in, you're definitely going to wear a different mask. Um, some people will probably argue that they are who they are, and they're that way all the time. But in this instance, I think even the people that say that have had a mask or a series of masks that they've worn. You know, I've, when I thought about this episode in my mind, I thought there are two masks that a lot of us wear uh, maybe most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. And one of those masks, I call it the mask of protection, trying to protect mm. ourselves from a hurt, trying to protect ourselves from possibly some negative impact coming into our minds. Uh, some form of protection. And then uh, the second mask I think about is our mask of projection, how we're feeling. We get our mask on, sometimes good, sometimes bad. People look at it and go, hey, you've had a rough day, haven't you? And you may not realize you're projecting that. But people look at your eyes, and you know the eyes are the windows to the soul. And they they look at that facial feature for a case in point. I had a mask of projection that I didn't realize I had with my younger daughter. We've talked about it before. She's going to one of the major universities. And I am not as yet adjusting my thinking to some of the more progressive thinking that we have in some of the younger people at these universities. Not saying they're wrong, not saying I'm right. Just I'm just I'm not communicating well or I'm not understanding well to communicate some of the actions and perhaps some of the um shall we say, some of the projection they're trying to make of who they are to trying to find themselves in the world, right? You know, trying to find their place. And uh, so my daughter's always telling me, hey, quit scowling. You're, you're scowling at somebody because my eyebrows <laughs> will be down. Wait and I'm a minute, going, I, I, I'm smiling 100% of the time, babe. What are you talking about? She goes, Dad, your eyebrows are down. People are going to think you're upset about something or you're staring. And I'm like, but what do you mean my eyebrows are down? So she took a picture one time and I wasn't looking and she was right. I have the tendency if I'm thinking hard on something, my eyebrows will come down because like I'm focusing, I'm really thinking on something. And uh, so I've worked purposefully to make sure my mask of projection is more of that happy Jimmy that I am. And I feel I am even in it's times that I don't understand really what's going on, Lori. So do you have a different mask or do those two masks relate to you? 
Uh, both of those relate to me. However, I think as uh, women, we probably wear a lot. Well, I, I shouldn't say that for all women, but for myself, there you know, are a lot of masks that you wear as a mom. Um, I have the mask of I'm trying to be really stern and get my son's attention for him to listen to me. And he always sees right through it. Uh, <laughs> he know, you know, he'll say, you have that mom look what what's going on you have and I try to say I don't know what you're talking about well it's just the look it's the look and he's the only he's the only per, only person that sees it um I have a terrible I, I really wish sometimes in my daily life I could wear a mask because I have a terrible poker face I uh, it's, it's so bad because <laughs> I can't hide things very well I emote with my face, with my hands, with the way I walk, the way I talk, I, I'm the type of person that you're you're going to know exactly what type of mood I'm in based on all of those things and trying to, you know, as women, I think sometimes we try to mask those things. Like we try to put on a, a stern face or a concern or, you know, hide those emotions a little bit better just because that's what we feel is expected of us. Um, I love when you talk about your daughter's generation because they have had such an opportunity to be progressive and free thinking and thought provoking and and not afraid to ask those questions. I, I think we have so much to learn from young people. Um, I'm certainly learning every day from my, can't believe I'm saying teenage son now, but <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, it's, you are it's a medical important. miracle. We get that. You're a medical miracle. Yeah, Have a kid yeah. when you were 12. I get that. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it, it's so true. I, I just, I think there's a lot to be gleaned from that. I think there's a lot to learn from that. Uh, you know, I think it would be interesting to do a study. You know, I'm a people watcher. We talk a lot about that. I love to people watch. I love to see what people are doing and how they are reacting in, in, in different environments. Uh, I would be curious to see how many people, if you surveyed them, you know, just on the street, you know, like a from the Tonight Show, live on the street with Lori, you know, do you wear masks? And not, not those other kind of masks that we used to have to wear you know, the, the real emotional math. <laughs> I agree. And here's something too. Have you ever noticed that sometimes when you see someone with a different look in terms of their mindset of, you see them working in their mind on something and you emulate that mask, for example. So you may even see a more projection, right? Like we talked mm -hmm. about uh, in yeah. terms of to you and and I don't do it on purpose to in any way make fun, but I might emulate it. So if I see someone that's really sad, you know, I don't want to walk up to them in my old bubbly Jimmy and say, hey, how's it going? What's the matter? Why aren't you smiling? You know, that's totally insensitive uh, and no empathy. But what I'm suggesting is, is not to in any way um, take their situation and make it your own, but to show empathy to them might mean you put on a different mask than what you're feeling. And is that wrong, Lori? What, do you think that's wrong? No, I don't think that's wrong at all. I think that's what makes us human. Uh, I think that's what makes us approachable. I think that's what makes us have better relationships. I mean, empathy for other people is so important. I And even if you struggle with it, which I, I feel like a lot of people do, it's something to continually work on. I mean, we talk a lot on this podcast about living your best life, and we give people strategies and tips and ways that they can increase their positivity and their impact on the world. And I think that I don't, I, I just, I'd be hard pressed to find somebody that would argue that point, that that's not important. No. And, you know, the other thing about these masks, for example, is some of us may um, may adorn ourselves with these masks more than others, for example. 
And I'm not saying that you're failing to be true to yourself. What I am saying is, is you're finding, as I try to do sometimes, ways to understand the world about you when it's changing more rapidly, perhaps, than your background will allow you to assimilate, right? So, you know, I, I'm often, especially and I notice this around younger people, and I'm very young. I'm, I'm going to be a young 58 next month. Um, and I said that out loud, young 58. I'm proud of that because when I get 85, I'm still going to say I'm a young 58 with my dyslexia. Yes, you are. Uh, but, <laughs> but my point here is, is to say I often gravitate uh, is the word I'm going to use. I try to go toward those young people and interact with them because the only way we can learn which of our masks to appropriately use is trying to be better humans. Now, let's talk about that for just a moment. Why is it important, Lori, that we become better humans on a daily basis? What do you think your opinion would be? Oh, why we need to be good humans? Well, there's no other way to be for me. I I just think it's so important. I think every day that you are able to wake up and take a breath, it, it, it's an opportunity to do something to better the the planet, to better the other humans around you. I, I can't imagine not doing those things. I just, no, don't get me wrong. I have my days. I have my days where it's very, very much a struggle to interact with other humans, but why not look at it from the perspective of, and I know we've talked about this before, but I get to do this. I get to be on the planet, walking around, talking, breathing, eating, smiling, making a difference, making a living, making an impact and having relationships with other people. I just can't imagine not having a positive outlook on that. This episode of Live a Life by Design is sponsored by Compass Capital Management. Life has a way of overwhelming you. At Compass Capital Management, you will receive confidence in your financial security as we provide direction, clarity, and vision for your future. Our unique process, the Life Plan Solution, will be the guide to you reaching your goals and realizing your dreams in life. Stop worrying about your future and contact Compass Capital Management to help you live the life you desire. Go to www.compasscapitalmgt.com and request your retirement account or employer plan review today. Registered Principal Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Jimmy J. Williams is an investment advisor representative of Compass Capital Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Compass Capital Management LLC are not affiliated. 321 South 3rd Suite 4, McAllister, Oklahoma 74501. I tend to put on is 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 one that I, I wear frequently and I hope that I continue to wear it is is the the mask to me of of happiness and satisfaction. I was standing on I think I've, we even talked about this in a previous episode. I was standing on the pier, the very end of Route 66, the historic Route 66 highway across the United States from Chicago all the way to LA. I stood where the last marker is that says literally this is the end of Route 66. <laughs> And you're on a, you're on the the world famous Santa Monica Pier, and so I walk to the very end of the pier, and I'm looking out over this ocean that is just so vast and expanse, and you're looking at these waves come in with such a rhythm, you know, this crash below you, and I told you about the the violin player behind us. My wife and I are just standing there, and we don't say a word to each other, but we said a thousand words with what our faces were expressing. Does that make sense? So that yeah. mask of satisfaction and happiness and and look at this great world that we get to inhabit and all of this beauty that nature provides. Nobody's painting this. As a matter of fact, it'd be hard to find an artist to paint that well, but there are some out there that get close. 
But at the end of the day, I'm sitting there on this little bench and we're watching these waves and it's just so peaceful. And I'm just smiling from ear to ear. And my wife says, what are you thinking about? And I said, how I am the most lucky man on the planet. And she said, because you're with me. I said, that's the biggest part of it. But the second part is, is look at this. How many people get to enjoy this scenery in a calm evening when the sun's going down and you see those clouds way in the distance to the west and these waves are just rhythmically coming into the shore and just almost putting us into a daze. I mean, it's just like you wouldn't believe. So that that mask on my face, was it was so wide. I hate to tell you how wide it was. My <laughs> smile was so wide, you could eat a banana sideways. Lori, I'm telling no. you, it was that wide. <laughs> I want to see the banana. I need you. I need you to eat a banana sideways. <laughs> oh, oh, it might not look too good on TV, but anyway. <laughs> so, has there been a time where you felt like a mask that just naturally appears on your face? Has ever happened? Oh, to you? naturally, I, probably, I, probably a couple of different times, but I don't know. You know, probably when my son was born, I can only imagine what my face looked like. Thank goodness I didn't have a mirror. Um, after <laughs> you all know that now wait 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 a minute right there did you know though and i'm being serious every time these young ladies have a baby and they put that photo without the makeup they've worked themselves obviously to a sweat and i mean let's just say it you know childbearing is is not just like easy peasy man we get it but why do you want to let your husband or, or significant other post that picture of you no when you've just been like oh my goodness my hair is sticking every direction and, nope. you know, uh, that's just crazy. But my point to you is that's probably a smile on your face. Everybody's smiling. I get that, you know. Yeah. But, you know, on the other side of that, I, I I specifically remember putting on a mask just, you know, even recently in my career. I We, you know, we went through, I went through a change of um, administrative change. <clears throat> and I was very, uh, I mean, change is hard. I going to openly admit that, especially in the workplace, after you've worked with a, you know, a couple, several people in your office for a number of years, you get comfortable, you get close, you can read each other's minds, you know where the conversation is going, your common goals are the same. And when that changes, I, I honestly didn't realize that I had put on that mask, the mask of uncertainty, um, the mask of don't let your true personality come out in the beginning, because you're probably going to be sizing each other up, you're going to be critiqued, you're going to be questioned, you're going to be, you know, judged for lack of a better term. And I think I had that mask on for a little while and didn't even realize it. And as things kind of progressed, I mean, even as an as a working adult professional, I thought I was past all of that. I thought those were emotions and feelings that I had, like making trying to make new friends or, you know, going to college for the first time or, you know, buying my first car when I was trying to convince the salesman that I knew what I was talking about and I had no idea. So but I think, you know, the happy mask also can be the uncertain mask. And I that's where I've recently found myself. And I, I'm happy to report that it's better. It's, you know, not what I thought it was going to be. Things are good. Things are moving along. Everybody's working together as a team. Um, but I think those are natural feelings that we just all have. And they're not necessarily bad. They are what they are. And you just need to work through them. It took me a little while, but you 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 have to give your you know we talk about that too a lot we talk about giving yourself grace and accepting that and owning it and being in the moment and acknowledging that but then being able to take that mask off set it aside and move forward towards something new I always tell people is is you always should have an honest 
appearance on your face. So you've got to be honest with yourself about what am I honestly feeling at this moment based on the environment I find myself or based on the facts I just heard or based on the fact of where I'm located. Uh, you know, I'm, if I'm at a hospital surgery waiting room and my wife's in there doing a life-threatening surgery, you know, I'm probably not going to have a mask of a smile so wide I could eat a banana, right? Right. Uh, you know, or, or I would tell you she had the uh, laughter and so forth after she got uh, me videoed coming out of anesthesia from a colonoscopy. And we won't share that video. <laughs> oh, but, that would uh, be yeah, funny. That was funny. You know, I felt so <laughs> calm after. <laughs> you know, what is it about sedation that you just come out of it going, man, I slept really well and I yeah. feel very relaxed now. What is it about that? I have no idea. So but my point to that is, is everybody needs to be truthful and honest first with themselves and then with everyone that we meet because you know there's people hurting in this world that just a smile alone Lori that that true smile of happiness that we felt on the Pacific Ocean can be something that might shake them to the very core enough to realize hey life is going to get better absolutely true so our uh, thought for everyone this week is this take a conscious thought when you feel yourself maybe getting that mask of projection and see what you are telling the world. Look in the mirror just a little bit if you dare and say, oh, that's not me or hey, that's me and I'm proud of it. I'm not asking you to be fake, obviously not, but I think at the end of the day, we all need to take what we can control and control it to the best of our ability and be humans that are good to the world. Now, Lori, I've got one favor to ask of you before we close out the show. Just one? Well, just one. Okay. If you could be anything in the world, what would it be? Oh, there, anything? there is there is one correct answer. Oh, oh no, no, anything, one thing. If you want, if you, wanted, I, I if you could be anything in the world, what would you be? Okay, listen, I would be a giraffe. A giraffe. And hear me out. Okay. I've always, I've always wanted to be tall. And giraffes are tall. I thought you was going just, with that long, graceful neck. Okay. I thought no, was, I just yeah. want to be tall so I can stand up above and see everybody down below <laughs> and, and just know what that's like to be tall. Well, I'm going to disclose to our entire audience of 58 <laughs> countries something that I did not realize. Lori wishes to be a giraffe, people. So. <laughs> Uh, that tells us all we need to know about her height. Uh, you know, we don't publish her height, but if you see the photo on our website at livealifeby.design, <laughs> you'll see, see Lori's vertically challenged a little bit. Yes. So yes. I understand that. But now, Lori, let me reveal to all those waiting with bated breath, anticipation on their faces as to what would Jimmy say? Yes, I need to know to that this. question. So I have given much thought. I've journaled about this for many, many days. And I said, if I could be anything on this planet, what would that be? And I said immediately, I would be kind. Oh, Thank so you, true. everyone, for listening this week to Live Life by Design. Lori, we have a big, big show coming up. The next one is what number? Two, zero, zero. Two hundredth episode. Folks, we're going to bring you something exciting. We're going to have some fun. Please recommend, send the show links to your friends. This next show, a week from today will be one that you can remember for a lifetime. And we have some exciting news we'll be bringing at that time. So with that said, thank you for the 199th episode that we now have published with all your great responses. We continue to get more and more downloads every month. And Lori and I only have one thing to ask is that you go out and live a life.
by design. <laughs> you can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. Mm-hmm.